हाई गाइज वेलकम टू अनादर एपिसोड संस्कारी सैस पॉडकास्ट आई एम मलिका आई एम रुचिका एंड टूडे वर डूइंग अनादर सेमिनिज्म वन वन एंड वी हैव अ रियली इनक्रेडिबल गेस्ट विद अस टुडे वी हैव साक्षी फ्रॉम गेजी हेलो हाई हाई साक्षी साक्षी डू वॉन्ट टॉक अबाउट योर सेल्फ अलिट बिट माई सेल्फ ओके usually people just ask me about gacy not myself <laughs> but anyways uh, that's next it's coming yeah. <laughs> so yeah so i started i founded gacy 10 years back um and um, i would say my personal journey as a queer person has pretty much grown along with gacy uh, coming from a very uh, corporate background mm-hmm. with no uh, education in i would say gender sexuality or let's take it even journalism or anything like yeah. that not like not even remotely connected to what we do on gacy today yeah um so yeah it's pretty much like everything learnt on the job sort of a thing so nice. yeah super cool yeah congratulations on 10 yeah, years of 10 years like, is really big yeah, yeah i'm that old now <laughs> so yeah <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit more about, about gacy yeah so yeah uh, gacy started i started gacy with a friend of mine who is in uk um she's no longer part of gacy but we together started gacy back in 2008 um it was started with the sole purpose of trying to get lesbian narratives in indian context mm-hmm. um that time we did not have too much of twitter or facebook i mean blogging was very in um i had a little bit of blo- blogging background so i decided with a friend of mine why don't we um you know create a multiple author blog where we could have lesbians uh indian lesbians come and share their stories be it with regards to family work love mm-hmm. life lack of it etc yeah. etc um the reason why i did that because at that point probably prior like 2 months prior or something like that um i came out to my siblings though i've been out to myself for mm. eternity yeah. um but just like out loud uh, i would say mainly to my family um back then and the minute i came out there was this sudden urge of wanting to be around gay people mm. it was just like i just needed mm. to feel grounded and for me it was that um so the very first place i looked for communities over here earlier i was in australia for the longest time okay. i did my education mm. there so um so yeah so i went online and i found a lot of lesbian content but the indianness was missing, missing. Hmm. so for me i i suppose i was just looking for more of a social space mm-hmm. um and since i couldn't find one so i spoke to this friend of mine like why don't we start considering that both of us came from blogging backgrounds so we said okay the easiest way to do at that point time would be to start a monthly author blog get in touch with whoever lesbians we know and request them to share their stories mm-hmm. in whatever context whether it was regarding work life family life being queer love life etc yeah and that's how gacy was started so so with the feminism 101 we basically break down sort of something that's like theory or like yes concept a concept or, or yeah. something related to feminism so we would like you to talk to us about pride since anyways this week this month we had uh, the pride parade as well um what is pride what does it mean and what does it stand for our uh, pride uh, personally i would say is uh, you know being happy with whatever that you're doing you know or about yourself um and there is a very little 
that you don't show to the public and you're kind of living your true self mm. or your fullest mm-hmm. uh inside and outside um so i i i mean personally that's what pride would mean to me uh with respect to mumbai pride i th- this was our 11th pride uh march we i think 2009 oh nice right? nine, mm. nine, 2008 8, was yeah. the first pride nice. pride march i remember that um so yeah I'm, yeah i'm that old yeah i've seen the <laughs> first pride march also in bombay uh the very earlier one was actually done in um in the month of june or july or something mm. like that um it was not even a march it was mm. just more of a gathering oh. <laughs> uh with the 2009 high court delhi high court verdict mm, yeah. decriminalizing 377 mm. so i think that is where it started mm. and then we guys realized that it's too hot yeah <laughs> um so therefore we need to shift it and while shifting it we landed up in the month of january um as opposed to other cities like bangalore and delhi who do it in the month of november yeah um but yeah so yeah 11 11 march this was the first march yeah. after the 377 yeah. verdict yes. so so this march was pretty much um, though the focus was more on celebration hmm. but we all do realize that there's still a very long long, long, long journey yeah. to go ahead um, especially with the trans bill um thankfully the trans bill did not get passed in the yeah. rajya sabha mm-hmm. so yeah. so now it goes back to the drawing board yeah hopefully people will uh, people of authority will now take into account the suggestion and uh, you know uh, feedback given by the community rather than them making yeah. it up themselves or deciding what is good for us yeah. for the community so let's hope it works out over there but yeah so uh, but, na- but now it's all about i would say is you know pretty much about bringing more narratives more diverse narratives because we have to we people need to understand the fact that in the queer community there are a lot of other minorities mm-hmm. right so it's not just about gay men or lesbian women mm. or bisexuals but the trans umbrella and in trans community there are different other identities so where we used to first have conversation about sexuality being fluid today gender is being yeah. looked at fluid so we need to kind of keep pace with the kind of conversations that yeah. are happening all over the world yeah and ensure that not just the society but but our systems are also in place yeah hmm. with that um so yeah so now it's like going for the entire bouquet whether it for people who want commitment ceremony to those who want marriage to those who want children yeah. uh to those who want spouse benefits etc etc yeah so kind of ensuring that it's legally available yeah and also the same is then looked into with in terms of your corporate life mm-hmm. or your home life and just stuff like yeah. yeah yeah i just want to take it back a little since you said that you've attended every pride in bombay and that is so cool like yeah. what do you, what has been like your experience attending every single pride and like what's the most what do you see like 10 11 years ago versus the last pride which just happened i would say w- what's been uh, something that i always um, and which i was actually uh, something which was pretty much in our face last year was the fact that this time we ha- for the last 2 years um, i've seen more women out there uh, more younger women out there mm. leading mm. the pride march as opposed to earlier where you know it used to be as very familiar faces mm. or more of the hijra community and things like that but now you see more of diverse people and like mm. i said more of women um 
whether ally or not ally i mean that's another thing altogether but just but just the fact that you have so many women out there um leading the march from the front is it's pretty heartwarming yeah and i, I feel like the numbers seem to grow every year yeah, as well right yeah. Yeah. yeah we apparently are the largest pride march in the country oh, oh super <laughs> yeah Oh, nice. So yeah, so yeah. this year anyway, it could be anywhere between ten thousand and fifteen thousand people. Wow. wow! So I don't know. This was my first pride. No, like I was almost in tears when we got off the stairs. Yeah. I was like trying to hold my tears back. It was so incredible. Just I had like chills. Yeah, I mean the vibe is different. Even yeah. even when I look at the you know when when we compare the pro post pride party to our regular bar nights. It's a world. I mean, it's world apart. Just mm, the vibe yeah, yeah. that night, the people are like in completely different zone altogether. Yeah. Um, it's it's one crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy it's night. It's such a great way to celebrate your identity and just yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, it's about it's it's not only about celebrating, right? Um, as opposed to other countries, Western countries, I would say. I mean, like I said, we still have a very long way to go. So yeah. it's it's not just about today. What you also see is conversations on intersectionality, which was mm. pretty much a lot out there in this year Pride March, yeah. as opposed to last year, and it was pretty much non-existent before yeah. that. Um, so I would say it's 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 about celebration. Yes, this year it was, but it is also about letting people know that we, you know, hello, we are yeah. there also. Yeah. Uh, these are our concerns, and yeah. you know, this is something that we would like you to think about and kind of feed into the system yeah. as well. So I mean, we spoke about eleven years, how it has changed. Where do you see it eleven years from now? I guess. Like what would you like no, to say? I would say I, I, I would say in the last ten years, I feel we've progressed pretty quickly. Yeah. Again, this is very personal opinion, and I'm looking at it from a very gacy lens. Yeah. Um, ten years back to having no conversation mm. and like queer women being pretty much invisible, to today sitting and having conversations on, you know, like I said, from moving from fluid sexuality to fluid gender itself. It's ten years, yeah. and yeah. and if you see Western countries, they've taken much longer mm-hmm. to reach this pretty much the same mm. road. Yeah. Um, it it it's different now, I suppose. It's also because you know we are living in in the internet age. Mm-hmm. Um, information is carried out pretty quickly. Um, mobilization is very quick. Um, today, the younger lot have been, uh, uh, I would say, in some way privileged. Uh, because the older lot has pretty much set a mm. nice foundation yeah, for yeah. them so there are many things that they may not appreciate um but when i look at my 10 years like i said you know something as simple as um uh, uh, watching the film ek ladki ko dekha to aisa laga just having a prominent character saying it out loud that she's in love with another woman on the big screen in a packed cinema hall I mean, it has taken us ten years to get here, yeah. Yeah. right? But then there is the younger lot who's a bit critical, saying, "Ah, the love angle is not much, mm. or yeah. this could be, this could be." But they do not understand from where we are coming, right? Yeah. Because they they have been exposed to so much more, um, be it via you know web series, via availability of international true, movies yeah. and things like that. So hence, you feel, oh, in comparison, perhaps not. Yeah. But if I look at it pretty wholly in. with just keeping the indian context in mind it's it's a it's a fantastic thing yeah um so yeah so i i would say probably now especially with the 377 or uh, 
the main hurdle being one of the hurdles being mm. out of the way yeah uh, things will i i hope at least will progress very quickly um but then again you know i'm sure we'll read somewhere and we'll realize we want more and then yeah. it's yeah. going to be like that um we are never going to reach that utopian world yeah. because our idea of a utopian world will keep changing yeah but uh, but yeah i mean it'll i say we've done pretty good there's long way to go and i feel that we shouldn't take that long to get there as well that's so nice yeah. honestly to hear that a lot of progress has been made in the last 10, 10 years, years. Yeah. or where you'd expect that it would be much more slower but it's so nice to hear that it was rather fast, fast. how was yeah. how is the 6th of september for you when oh, it was, was, it was yeah. crazy <laughs> i think i think um, i rem- i'll go back to 2013 verdict i remember i was at hamsafar trust and we were always just so confident that it will be in our favor and i remember they had decorated that entire place and i still remember watching the they had the big tv uh, on and with the verdict i mean it was such a shock i still remember mm-hmm. it's like i didn't even realize i was crying mm-hmm. um you know um it just like it just shook yeah. everything for us and and i remember calling up priya who's the other half of gacy and i'm like and she was in delhi at that point and i was like fuck 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 yeah. you know like how could this happen like like you know no one could even comprehend because we were so confident so back now for the 6 september i was like till i don't hear it <laughs> yeah. i'm not going to yeah. believe it till i though we had already received the news that it's going to be positive and stuff yeah. like that but it was like yeah, no no taking chances really so this yeah. time i was at my workplace <laughs> i was doing my work only thing was that you know the whole twitter and social media thing was pretty active and then the word it came out and then it was just the phone buzzing mm-hmm. i think um, i spent most of my day good half of the day just on the phone <laughs> Uh, I did not take much interviews or stuff like that. I think probably just one or two, but mostly it was just friends and all. Yeah, it's done. It's done. It's done. Kind of thing. And then we also had a celebratory party, impromptu yeah. celebratory party at Sambar, where we had over four hundred. I think over four fifty people just show up, and I think we had taken what hundred bucks entry, which we donated to an NGO in Chembur, um, which was nice. So yeah, it, it was mad. It was yeah. a crazy day crazy crazy fun day yeah and i remember i was just like refreshing my phone yeah. every 5 seconds like is it out yet is it out yet is it out yeah oh my gosh do you want to play the game now yeah yeah game there's a game yeah there's What? a yeah. fun little game who are three people you would really you would like to be stuck on an island with just icons three yeah icons? like feminist icons yeah. mainly feminist icons yeah. oh hmm very interesting I would more go for crushes or something like that. <laughs> that <laughs> also works. I mean, if you you're going to be you, stuck on an island with yeah, it, yeah, I might as well, as well be yeah. stuck with a crush or something. Right? <laughs> at least that remaining journey yeah. would be pretty uh, good to the eyes. At least, <laughs> yeah. if nothing more. Uh, I don't know. I I think I would be like to be stuck with Katrina Kaif. Um, then who else? Yeah, I think Katrina Kaif itself would be fine. Mm. Yeah. Do you have one? Who? No, Malika, you go first. I need to think for a second. <laughs> okay. Let me think. Let me think. Look at a fun person, though. Okay, I'll say you know what? Like, um, when I was younger and when I first discovered YouTube, I'd uh, watch a lot of Tyler Oakley on it. <laughs> so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say his name for that. Yeah. I think he's super fun, and and he was a really good introduction to gay people on the internet. Yeah. Honestly, like he's one of the biggest YouTubers in America, and. 
I mean, he's really fun, and his yeah. his laughter is infectious. And I know I just have like a fun time stuck on an island with him. I feel like my answer is going to be a repeat answer. <laughs> it's okay because I just I was reading that book today. I want to go with uh, Alok hmm. Menon. Um, because I don't know if if I'm gonna spend my last few days there. I just want like to be more informed. Yeah, <laughs> more informed and just like around a beautiful soul with beautiful poetry hmm. and. I think they're just perfect for that. So hopefully, uh, Katrina, Kev, and Tyler hopefully can cook for us because <laughs> uh, we need someone to do that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like you said, there's like still a long way to go for us. So, I mean, you already talked about it a little bit, but what, do you have any like specific things that we still need to address? And also, even though Section three seventy seven is like gone now, but how do you think that has affected like people in reality you yeah. know what i mean 377 is not gone it's partially decriminalized yeah. so it's not completely yeah. so we need to be careful of mm. that um it i would say it was just like a mind block mm. more than anything else it's not that the world had stopped um uh, i mean we were still doing stuff that yeah. we yeah. had been doing um i think uh, what happened after the 2013 verdict i would say in a way it's like we all got a pretty good whack we had taken it pretty easy yeah. uh till then uh with the delhi high court verdict right so in 2009 so uh, so yeah so it was a good whack on the butt and kind of got everybody a little more aggressive in terms of advocacy and sensitization mm-hmm. and even though the law part we were stuck over there in terms of society and you know having conversations i think that kind of ex- escalated yeah. um the other thing was also i mean people who are out you cannot shove them back into the closet right yeah. what 2013 verdict also did was because people were so pissed off a lot of people came out because they were pissed mm, off yeah um you know so so that kind of amplified conversations so i suppose sometimes things happen do happen for the good yeah um so uh in terms of this verdict i would say it was more of a mind block that's gone um but the way the the verdict was given it's just so beautifully yeah. worded so it kind of forms bases now for everything else mm. that one would want to ask for yeah. like i said marriage children equality no and no discrimination workspace and things like that yeah. what one would also want is recognition for all the other minorities within this queer umbrella um so the conversations now should not be just dominated by gay men or the hijra community mm. i would say you know but but kind of like 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 i spoke about trans representation mm-hmm. right so now there are many many other identities that form the trans umbrella to giving them the space to talk about their experience and their yeah. wants and their desires and apprehensions similarly bringing intersectionality so talking about muslim queers talking about dalit queers bringing those conversations and seeing how one can address their needs right because everybody has different needs yeah. um and when we all come together into it def by we can amplify our voice and kind of push it much more harder so yeah so i think that is going to be the next step forward so um one of the things uh, we want to know is that um majority of sort of the pride parades and marches happen in urban or semi urban india um not really not really um today you will even find smaller towns having yeah. pride march 
um, it it's, it all depends also on uh, accessibility factor. It's, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not that people don't want it, but then yeah. if they have an active support group over there or an NGO that kind of helps because of the kind of procedure that is involved in getting, um, you know, organizing a Pride yeah. March from official permissions mm-hmm. to kind of putting the information out there, ensuring that it is a safe space yeah. for people to walk, um, you know, um, mm-hmm. In, in the way that they would like to yeah. and things like that. But but uh, I would say, again, in the last three years, the number of cities have and towns have increased Jeez. so much. Um, I mean, come on, today you have literary fest in Lucknow. Who yeah. would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, so those guys are doing fantastic jobs. You have Bhubaneswar, Lucknow, Chandigarh, um, Kochi. Kochi, chalo, is a little bigger city. Yeah. Um, which other not loud <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah so I mean uh, Pune uh, yeah. you know I think uh, Surat Ahmedabad mm. so you, uh, I mean I think now especially after 377 you'll see a lot more yeah um, of such but is there in general like a divide in, in between rural India and urban India um, in terms of just acceptance of LGBTQI the LGBTQI community or I think it's pretty much I, 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 I suppose it's, it's I, I wouldn't say people are necessarily homophobic. I, I, I would say people are ignorant. Okay. So sometimes they see things, but they just do not know how to word it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that could be the difference. But again, it varies. Yeah. I've heard stories of, uh, you know, absolute 100% acceptance in a small village, mm-hmm. you know, where you have a trans man who's living with his wife, um, who's part of the Sarpanj and things like yeah. that. Whereas, you know, um, having, hearing stories of extremely homophobic parents in a metro city where the yeah. daughter had to run yeah. away from home. So it depends, I think. Um, yeah. However, like I said, but but what happens with metro cities, I would say, is that because there is so much influx of in and out people, right? Mm. Uh, pe- like, for example, Bombay City, you have so many people who come here for education, for work, etc. And then they get sensitized here and they take that mm. back to... They are hometowns and things like that and kind of mm. escalated over there. So I, I suppose, especially in today's day and age, the transfer of such uh, conversation is more rapid than it was much before. Like today, they say in India, maximum mobile usage or usage of smartphones is in two-tier and three-tier mm, cities yeah. as opposed to metro cities. Metro cities yeah. So now you can imagine how easily they can access information yeah. so, theref- so therefore it's more important for us to kind of have as many diverse narratives out there for people to consume that's really interesting yeah yeah uh, Sakshi so we always ask a guest of ours what they do for self-care so I mean obviously you must be <laughs> dealing with a lot and like what's something you do to take care of yourself Self-care, I think that's one thing that I ignore the most, um, <laughs> especially with Gacy, um, you know, kind of trying to work it out with everyday work life, family life. Um, so I would say it's like because of Gacy in some way, we, I don't even have a social life. Um, it's all about work, work, work. But, but I would say um, mental health is something that I've kind of taken it very seriously since the two years, last two years. I mean, earlier it always used to be that I used to tell everyone around me that you know you should go for not necessarily counseling but just go to a therapist 
uh, once a month even if you think you don't need one just yeah. just mm-hmm. as an outlet you know just go everyone should go to a therapist <laughs> yeah. once a month at least but I, personally i would say are it's all sorted i i know everything mm-hmm. and all that till i realized that maybe i needed myself and i realized the importance of it about 2 years ago when i was going through a personal lowdown um and i went for like good 3 months um you know from a extremely crying state to a place where i was kind of helping my counselor uh, sensitizing her more about the community oh, no. and yeah. then telling people to go to her and mm-hmm. things like that so i would say i mean <clears throat> even though today we have mental health conversations pretty openly um but th- i'm i'm certain there are many people who are still very hesitant very mm-hmm. hesitant either they feel they have no time for it either they feel they don't need it mm-hmm. either they they're just apprehensive nonetheless yeah. but i feel it is something that one really really should consider find someone good around you today you have very good counselors out there thankfully today you have more number of sensitized counselors yeah. mm-hmm. um out there and if you can't find one then you have uh support groups to reach out to who can then get you to the right one um so yeah so make most of it trust me when i look back we didn't have anybody in yeah. fact uh, i've had some really terrible experience with a gynec with a counselor uh back in the day so i, I would yeah. say today you know people have that privilege especially in the metro cities and whether you're young or old whatever i think you should just lap it up Yeah, for sure. Mental health is first. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are the dogs. So yeah. <laughs> so I have two dogs and I oh God, go yes. a little crazy with them. So yeah, so they are fun. Oh, what are their names? Mia and Milo. They are Weimaraners. 2 year and 1 year old. Oh, they're babies. Oh. Yeah. Must be at like their peak they are, of they are naughtiness. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> they are huge. They are not like baby size. But yeah, thankfully now you have good retreats around hmm. Mumbai city where ah, you can just drive away. Yeah. And today, thankfully, you again have a lot of uh, restaurants and cafes that are dog friendly yeah. and things like that, so you can take them yeah. out as well. I know dogs are the best. Animals yeah. are just the best therapy <laughs> for everyone. So, yeah. Um, we usually end our episode every episode by highlighting an iconic woman. Um, so it could be. someone that you really admire or look up to um who do you want to talk about today it could be anyone someone fictional someone fictional yeah so like a celebrity or someone you yeah. know personally i would say in indian yeah. context um not many people would agree with me for it but mm-hmm. i would go for ekta kapoor okay. um i just feel that she has i mean though she got the whole sas bahu trend and all that <laughs> but one needs to also give her the credit of doing it at a time where the industry was just so male dominated mm, that's true yeah um you know to kind of churn out not just a business for herself but for so many other people mm, it's like yeah. you know taking the whole television and making it into something else yeah. all on her own accord um you know with no help i mean maybe a little bit financial help from the father yeah. but that's about it so i would i mean i would still give her yeah. the hands off you know at starting at such a young age and yeah for sure and just changing the whole industry yeah this is like the most unique uh, 
iconic woman we've spoken about on on our podcast yeah. so far i think it's a great answer i mean it's true. good it's good because yeah. in the sense that i i feel that you know she she may have her drawbacks but that yeah. makes her more real as well so yeah. so it's not somebody that i would say you you know you have to put on a pedestal mm. but but you someone you have to admire yeah. i mean you can't take away that from yeah her. she still has done what she's done and, yeah. and she's still Remarkable. doing and she yeah. continues to do yeah. i mean with old yeah. balaji i mean there are a yeah. couple of shows i mean there are people who are addicted to that app yeah. um, you know so you yeah. may have your amazons and the netflix yeah. but she's still somebody. going strong yeah yeah so thank you so much for talking about everything you've uh, spoken about today um Yeah, thank you so thank much for coming. So much. It was such an interesting episode honestly. Yeah. yeah. Bye guys. <laughs> Then keep it classy. Yeah.